Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. That song is a great prayer. And I want you to hear the words of that prayer. It says, come thou found. It's inviting Jesus to come. And then at the end of the song, it says, take my heart. Okay? That's a prayer. Speaking of prayer, I, I got to tell you, we started this journey 77 days ago where, where we were reading God's Word through the New Testament. And uh, when we began that, this, this series called The Playbook, one of the things that I ask you to do is to let me know that you were doing it. And, and I've had these cards in my prayer area, and I've been praying through them, okay? And I prayed through them a couple of times. And one of the things that I, that I would tell you is this week, uh, I've been gone last week, but I, I went this week, I cut back on the praying, and I began to think, wow, I haven't seen these people in forever. I'm, I'm going, and I'm going, I haven't seen them. And, I, and then I remembered I hadn't been here for two Sundays, and so I was kind of a little bit confused, but, but can I tell you what, in case you don't know this, I love you guys and I pray for you regularly, okay? Because uh, that's what we need to have happen, is to pray for one another. So I'm just telling you that because I do, and, and, and it's so very important. We're going to talk about overflow today, and that's why we use Come Thou Found, because that's really inviting God to come into our lives and overflow. We've got some overflow that's happening here at church. We had a lady that left us a, a number of things, and some of it is property. So right after this service, about 10 minutes after this service, we're going to have a, a quick congregational meeting, if you can be around, but we have to vote that we can sell it, because it's about the threshold that we can sell. But you know, that blessing is allowing us to do some other things that we've been needing to do. We're going to expand the link, and I'm hoping that we'll break ground on that very quickly. Uh, Doug Hayes, an architect that attends with us, has gotten the plans. Jeff Yeoman's in the uh, mix still is working on getting everything put together but can I just tell you the blessings just overflow and that's an incredible thing so that's what we're talking about today is overflow and I've had a recent experience with overflow in my life I had my grandkids with me uh, the, the the Georgia ones uh, Vivian the six-year-old and Ellie the four-year-old and they left them in my care I'm not sure that was a wise thing. So I'm fixing lunch, and I'm fixing, I, I am an accomplished chef. I was fixing peanut butter and jelly, and I'm there, and, I'm, and, and Ellie, the four-year-old, says, I, I need some water. I said, just a minute, and I continue to, 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 to do my chef duties, and I've got the peanut butter spread, and then I began to hear the water flow. Now, I, I turn around, and, and because I'm hearing the water flow, and I see Ellie, she's at the refrigerator, and there's about three gallons of water on the floor. Can I tell you, it's about to overflow. Uh, now, but this is what I, I turn around and see. I see that sweet little face. How could I get mad? How could I overflow with anger? But you know, there is a good overflow, and there's a bad overflow. If you've ever had a sink or a toilet overflow, that's a bad overflow, okay? You don't want that. But a good overflow would be a chocolate fountain. Amen? If you can't get an amen out of chocolate, the church is dead. I'll just tell you that. Okay, so, so there's this, this idea of the, 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 that. But then there's bad overflow. That would be anger. And then good overflow, that would be kindness. I love that picture uh, uh, of a, a father reading with his kids. 
So I ask you this, uh, this week to be in 2 Corinthians. Uh, in fact, that was the final book in this reading plan, the New Testament Challenge. I chose that because it has so much to do with thanksgiving. And, 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 and that's what we're going to learn about. If you were reading the e-news this week, you know I asked you to look for some words. Now, you should read the e-news so you'll know what's going on. I get people say, well, I didn't know that was happening. I said, did you read the e-news? They said, well, no. I said, there's the problem. It's not me. It's you. Okay? So I'm fussing at you now just a little bit. So, so, but, but I said, it's in the e-news. I said, look for some words in 2 Corinthians, and you'll see these words up here. Words like abound and um, uh, uh, abundant, going beyond, all surpassing and overflow. If you read through 2 Corinthians and you look for those words, you began to notice them. Because 2 Corinthians is very different from 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul is writing to the church at Corinth uh, because they are messed up. I mean, they are a jacked up church. They're doing things in that church that you wouldn't believe, okay? And, uh, and we're not even going to go into that because it would distract you. But, but, but then we get to this 2 Corinthians and Paul is beginning to praise them. And he's beginning to talk about the good things that happen when churches get on the right track. And so as we, we look at this today, uh, this is what I want you to see as we, we read this and understand this, is that, that basically what this is saying in the book of 2 Corinthians is something you already know. And I bet you can even complete it for me. We are blessed to, we are blessed to be a blessing. That's really the theme throughout the book of 2 Corinthians that, that helps us understand that we have been blessed in so many ways and we are to bless others. It is to abound, it is to overflow, it is to be abundant and move throughout. And so as we look at this, I want you to see one of the very first verses, verse 3 of chapter 1, and a couple of verses after that. Verse 1, of, it says, praise be to God, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Okay, that's a great place to start. We have a God that is compassionate. We have a God that gives comfort. And then he says, who comforts us in our troubles. I, I need that sometimes. Okay. And he says, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's an overflow. He comforts us, and he comforts us in so many ways. And then what do we get to do? We get to overflow into somebody else's life. Let's keep on reading. You might not like this part as much. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ. I wish you hadn't put that there, okay? But you know what? When we have those sufferings, God works through those, and he, he, he works in us. And then he says, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. I like those words, abound, abundant, overflow. So that brings us to the sermon in the sentence, and it's quite simply this. Overflow is the best way to live. Overflow is the best way to live. When Jesus is pouring into us, when Jesus is blessing us, and we let those blessings flow to other people, that's the absolute best way to live. It means that we have purpose. It means that we have a reason for living. It means that God is using us. And so uh, I, I want you to see three principles of overflow as we look through this book. I'm going to look at the three times it uses that word overflow or overflowing, and it will help us know how we get to that overflow where we can bless others. The first thing I would tell you this morning that we'll see is overflow has one source. Overflow has one source. 
Adam already tried to steal some of my thunder just a few minutes ago. He read the verse that we're going to see right now in, 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 in first, at 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 14. He says, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. Do you get that there? Jesus was raised and we're going to be raised, okay? That, that, that's a reason for, for a little bit of overflow of thanksgiving. That's exactly what happens. All this is for your benefit. What Jesus has done is for our benefit so that we can spend all eternity with God so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. The source of thanksgiving is Jesus Christ. The source of thanksgiving is God. The source of thanksgiving is the Holy Spirit. The three in one and the one in three. They will pour into us and then we will be thankful. Just think about it for a minute. I once was headed for hell, okay, because I, I, I didn't know Jesus. I hadn't named him as my Lord and Savior. But when I did, my direction was changed. I, I'm no longer headed in that direction. I now have a purpose for living. My eternity is secure, and, and, I, and the King of kings and Lord of lords are, is on my side. I have a reason to be thankful. I have a reason for that overflow to, to, to flow from me because I am thankful for what he's done. And, you know, once we realize that it's all grace, we're not going to be saved by works. When we realize that I can't, I can't keep the rules, but I can trust Jesus, then you know what I begin to be? I begin to be thankful. And God brings that in me. The church of Corinth and 1 Corinthians, they, they, they were a really messed up, jacked up church, to say the least. One of the things that they did, I could tell you a number of things they did. This is one of the nicer ones. They grumbled. They were a grumbling bunch of people. Now, you know, and and Paul refers back to the church or or, or the people of Israel. And the people of Israel, I can tell you, they were a blessed people. God fed them. He gave them bread. And then he gave them quail. And then then he gave them victory. And then he gave them guidance. And you know what they did all along the way? They complained and grumbled. Now I want you to see 1 Corinthians 10, verse 10. And do not grumble, as some of them did. He's talking about the people of Israel. And were killed by the destroying angel. Whoa. Whoa. You see, it's so important that we have this overflow in us. I can grumble. I can complain. And I know that when that's happening in my life, I've lost connection. It's like a lamp being unplugged or a hose that isn't connected to the faucet. It isn't going to flow through me and I will begin to grumble. But this is the key right here. Is that overflow has one source. And the question I would ask you today is are you connected? Are you connected? Okay. Because when we are, we overflow with thanksgiving. We praise God for the grace that he's given us. We, we, we thank him that, that it isn't about us keeping the rules, but it's about his son who died in our place. And I tell you what, I can get excited about that. The second principle I want you to learn about overflow is that overflow is not limited by your circumstances. Overflow is not limited by your circumstances. Think about this for just a minute. 
Typically when we think about overflow, we think, well, they, ha- they, they must have a great resource. They must have a lot there. And as you, you think about that, I want you to see what it is here. Because the church at Corinth was struggling. I mean, it was struggling. Uh, they were having hard times. In fact, they didn't have a whole lot. But let's read what it says in, in 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 2. In the midst of very severe trial. It wasn't, all, it wasn't a good time for them. Their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up or overflowed in rich generosity. In the midst of very severe trial. Not just a little trial, but a very severe trial. And, and, and extreme poverty. What did they do? They made a way to give. Okay, did, did, you, did you hear that? They, they made a way to give. In fact, what they did was they sent a gift. They, they found a way. They, they were giving to help other people. What they actually did is this. They said, we're going to give to help the church in Jerusalem. And, and we're going to give so much that we're just going to have to trust God to take care of our needs. And can I tell you what, anytime you do that, you're going to see the overflow of God begin to work in your life. When you say, I'm going to trust God, when that, you have that faith, and I'm going to tell you, that faith is what, what gives us the power to do the great things that God would have us to do. And then what happens? The overflow begins to happen in their lives. <laughs> it's that. Very severe trial. Overflowing joy. Extreme poverty. And they did something about it. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is about a kid with a lunchbox. Now, I think we got a lunch ready. That's a teenage mutant ninja. Jonathan had teenage mutant ninja last week. I had to do it, okay? I'm sick and tired of these young guys, okay? I, I, can I just tell you, I don't appreciate the way the reception I got coming back. And somebody said, oh, these young guys, they're so great. Put a lid on it, folks, okay? <laughs> uh, somebody said, well, don't you hear the footsteps? Well, yes, I do, okay? And they're designed that way. So, uh, you know, but, but Jonathan had that last week. And, it's a, and I think about this story, the kid with the lunchbox. And, uh, and it, it's kind of strange. He, he had two fish and five loaves. Now, now, just think about that for just a minute. Two fish and five loaves. And that's his lunch. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you want to take my lunch away from me, you're in for a fight. You can tell I like to eat, okay? It ain't going to happen, okay? And if I'm this kid, you ain't getting my lunchbox. You ain't getting my lunch. But there are 5,000 men, probably about 20,000 people in all. And they're hungry. They've been listening to Jesus. And they're looking for some food to feed them with. And two fish and five loaves ain't going very far. But this young boy gave it. He said, here it is. Yeah, out, out of a, a little bit of poverty, out, out of a little bit of hard, 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 you know, hard place, he says, go ahead. And that day, 20,000 people, 20,000 people were blessed. Hmm. You know what we often say? We, we often say, hey, I, uh, I, I can't do it because of my circumstances. In fact, this is what I hear uh, oftentimes. Some people say to me, I can't afford to give. I can't afford to give. And this is what I say, I can't afford not to give. Kathy and I will be married 43 years if she behaves in a few weeks, okay? And, uh, and if she does behave, you know, we're going to make it. And I will tell you, for 43 years, every week we've written a check for 10% of what came in that week. Actually, for a lot of the time, it's been much more than that. Why? 
Because we believe that, that it doesn't matter what we have in the checkbook, is that that's what God asks. And I've absolutely never gone hungry. God has met every need. He hasn't met it at every want. I can remember looking in the couch or looking in the far reaches of the car trying to find some change because we had some wants and needs and uh, just hoping to find that. But I, I will tell you what, at every single place, in the poverty that, that we had, you know what? God's always come through. See, I believe overflow happens when you and I give generously. I believe that's how overflow works. And so as you think about this principle, you know, it doesn't really matter our circumstances. It just matters that we have a willing heart. And when I, when I look at that, I, I, I think about a promise that God keeps in, in Proverbs, the third chapter in verse 9. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And that's important, the first fruits, not the leftovers, but you give him the first fruits. And then your barns will be filled to the overflow and your vats will brim over with new wine. Can I just tell you, over the years we've done that and we've seen people come to Jesus through money that we've given. We've seen nations change through a missionary that we supported. And the blessing has not necessarily been money, but it's been seeing God do great things. And it happens when we say, I'm going to let it flow from me, whatever God gives to me. This is the question I would ask you here. Are we limiting God? Are we limiting God? We are if we're not giving like he's asked us to give. And we're limiting his blessings in our life, but we're also limiting what he can do through us. And so I just encourage you here. Don't say, I can't afford to give. Say, I can't afford not to give. Because the blessings that will come are absolutely incredible. One more principle I want you to hear. Overflow produces more overflow. Overflow produces more overflow. And, and, and hear, hear me on this. If you've had a toilet overflow or a sink overflow, you know that overflow has to go somewhere, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? And so overflow may cause the floor to overflow. And I used to have an office in a, in a building that was old and when I was a campus minister at, at Florida State University. In the toilet, uh, bathroom right above the toilet would overflow sometimes, and that meant I had a shower in my office. Why? There was now overflow into my office. Not good, but you get the principle. So let's read uh, 2 Corinthians 9.12. The service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people. The giving that they've just done, even though they gave when their circumstances weren't good, was supplying the needs of the Lord's people. Their overflow was taking care of it, but it's also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. That's important for us to understand, is that they gave. They gave, and guess what? That overflow that overflow went into other people's lives and blessed them and the overflow that happened there was thanksgiving. Why? Because the one source is Jesus Christ and when they allowed him to work through them, it, it, was, it was the way that that overflow occurred. I, I love that. 
Because I know how that works in us. In fact, I, I want to demonstrate to you here a little bit that this is the overflow principle. And so just so you understand, when you allow yourself to have the flow to come into you, what's going to happen is that it's going to flow into, into other people. Now, just think about that for just a minute. And, and, and uh, you begin to see what happens is that it begins to fill up as it flows down. I think about here is where we are. This level is the family. This level may be our, 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 our neighbors, our coworkers. Probably down here at the bottom, your enemies. There's a lot more of those down there. But this is what I'll make you a promise of. If you allow God to flow into your life, it will flow into others. And you may even end up changing an enemy's life. Why? Because you allow God to flow into your life. You, you know, I, I got back from vacation last week, and uh, I, I walked into the lobby of the church. We had a problem. I walked around. I get here usually when it's dark. I walked around the corner, and I ran into this table, okay? It wasn't supposed to be there, and it had on it stacked high these Thanksgiving baskets, okay? We were overflowing out there with it. And can I tell you what, that's a great problem to have. Mary Helen's already told us 150 people are going to have Thanksgiving, okay? Can I tell you what will happen on Thanksgiving? Overflow. They will be thankful. They will praise God for what we've done. But it's just been because we understand the source. I was in Nepal a few weeks ago, and there are 22 pastors that are overflowing with Thanksgiving because of this church because we were able to send a team of three guys down there to help train them. Today in Haiti, there will actually be thousands of children that will have breakfast with protein in it because we give to CORE Foundation, and they're putting chickens and eggs in people's lives. There are so many things that happen. Why? Because we're a church that understands that we're blessed to be a blessing. I got to tell you, overflow is the best way to live. To let God pour into you and then to, to, to let him work in you. Uh, two things I want to ask you to do for me. Two things I want to ask you to do for me as we, as we think about this. And it, The first one is this. This Thanksgiving, sit down with a pen and paper and write some thank you notes. Let thanks flow from you. That note will encourage people like you will never believe. I know, you're thinking, well, I could text it. I could, I could save 50 cents on a stamp. No, just sit down and write it out. I do it every, every Thanksgiving, and, and God has blessed me more than I've ever blessed those people. So I just encourage you to overflow with thanks, Thanksgiving to some people that have influenced you. Second thing is this, is find a way to bless somebody this Thanksgiving. That might be just sitting down and listening to them. That might mean a visit to the nursing home. That, that might mean looking for a way to help them, maybe mowing a yard or raking some leaves or, or, or any number of other things. And it might even mean that you've got to dig in your pocket and look for some overflow to share with somebody. But can I tell you what? That will cause the thanksgiving to overflow. This is what it says in Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. It says, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus your Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thanksgiving, overflowing with thankfulness. Can I tell you what? When you and I root ourselves, can, then we will grow and we will produce fruit and people will thank God. Let's pray. 
Father, today we are thankful for the one source that is Jesus Christ, and who died in our place and who has given us, who has given us eternal life with you. Father, we are asking for you just to help us to understand this concept of overflow so that we might flow to others and let you flow through us. Father, I pray that none of us will hold back because of the circumstances because we have a good God that will take care of our every need. And Father, I pray that every single time that we'll realize that the overflow that we do is going to flow to others and you're going to be glorified. Help us, Father. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I like going to Chick-fil-A. I've told you all that before. Here's, here's something that is a kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if you know this about them. They refill your drinks for you, okay? But this is what they always ask when you go up to get the refill. They say, will you take the lid off, okay? Got it? Will you take the lid off? Because they can't put it in unless you take the lid off. Okay? And, and that's what I want to challenge you to do here. Can I tell you what they do? I had a friend, and he was telling me last week he went there to work because his work allows him to work remotely. And he went there to work, and he spent six hours at a Chick-fil-A one day. He said because their internet was faster than his house and because they kept on refilling his Diet Coke, okay? But he had to take the lid off. He, he soon was overflowing himself. And so this is, this is all I'm saying to you today is are you willing to take the lid off? Because when we do, what God can do is He can bless us and we can bless others. The lid might be on there because of maybe some sin or selfishness or because we just want to hoard it all for ourselves and we don't want to let it flow to other people. But can I tell you what? It's there so that you can bless others. That's the whole concept of overflow. We're going to sing the, the song and it's that song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Fount is what you need to get your cup full. But the last line of the song says, here's my heart. And when we say, God, here's my heart, what we do is we take the lid off. And he fills it. If you're here today as we're singing this song, come thou fount. And you need to take the lid off for whatever reason. We're going to be up front. We'd love to pray with you. We had a young lady that took the lid off. She was baptized earlier. But, but this is it. If you don't take the lid off, you'll never know the blessings of God. And he will fill you. Let's stand, let's sing. Let's invite him to fill us. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at